sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Breastfeeding multiple babies may make a mother feel like she needs eight arms, but this doesn't have to be the case with a little planning and some fantastic props. Today, I'm thrilled to welcome back to the show, Jonna Rose Feinberg, an international board certified lactation consultant in private practice in the Seattle area, the owner of Twins and Mind Consulting, and the editor of breastfeedingtwins.org. Today, we are discussing positioning and scheduling when breastfeeding multiples. This is The Boob Group, episode 53. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva. Don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to the Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm Robin Kaplan, your host, and I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. At the Boob Group, we're your online support group for all things related to breastfeeding. Did you know that we have an entire panel of experts who would love to answer your breastfeeding and parenting questions? All you have to do is call our hotline at 619 866 4775 and leave a message on our voicemail or you can go to our website on the experts page and send them an email right there. Your questions will be answered on an upcoming episode. Today I am here, I'm joined by two lovely panelists in this studio. Uh, Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? Uh, Shelly Steely and I'm 29. I have identical twin boys and they'll be nine months on the 20th. Andrea Lehman. I'm 42. I'm a health economist. I have three children. My son is six and my twin girls are four. Fantastic. Well, thank you, ladies, and welcome to the show. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little... I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. (laughs) 
So we're here with Sandy Clark, the owner and creator of the Double Blessings Nursing Pillow. And um, thank you for, uh, for taking this interview with us, Sandy. And I know that you're a mother of twins. Did you create this pillow to use with them? Yes, I did. Actually, when I was 37 years old, I was blessed with a natural twin pregnancy. And my husband and I were absolutely thrilled. But the first thought that came to my mind was that I wouldn't be able to breastfeed. So I called my sister, who was a childbirth educator at the time, and she said, oh, well, of course you'll be able to breastfeed twins. That's why God gave you two breasts. <laughs> and she, she encouraged me to contact the Leche League for empowerment and education materials and also to connect with a local mother of twins club, which I did. And once the twins arrived, I did decide to breastfeed, and I bought a nursing pillow, but it wasn't big enough. It didn't provide me with any back support, and it was impossible to coordinate the twins onto the pillow by myself. So I bought a big block of foam, and with my electric turkey carving knife, I designed a pillow specifically for nursing my twins together with features that I knew that I needed. I sewed up um, some fitted covers, and I placed my first ad in Twins Magazine a few months later, and the day the ad came out, my phone started ringing, and that was the year I began Blessings.com in 1994 here in San Diego. Oh, that is so cool. Um, how significant do you think your pillow, the de- which is now the Double Blessings pillow, um, was in your breastfeeding success? Well, the great thing about starting Double Blessings was um, not only that I was able to start a new business and leave my banking job, allowing me to work from home at the time uh, once the twins came home. The best part of the whole thing was is that I ended up nursing my twins for 28 months with that very first prototype. I was able to um, continue through my business to talk with other mothers of multiples every day, encourage them, listen to their frustrations and concerns, and advocate for breastfeeding for many, many years to come. And Double Blessings just celebrated 18 years in business, and it's been my honor and privilege to advocate and support breastfeeding over all these years. My twins are both now freshmen in college, and I still enjoy every day that I get to come to work. That's awesome. Um, What makes the Double Blessings pillow so unique? Well, our patented design includes many unique features, including an angled top surface, and this feature is particularly important for proper placement and latch-on. Uh, my lactation consultant 18 years ago taught me that proper positioning is tummy to tummy, their tummy to my tummy. Um, you know, she said, you don't want the babies laying on a flat surface with their heads turned to the side trying to swallow. This just impedes their swallowing and digestion efforts. So you want your baby to face you breast, um, you know, their tummy to your breast as they're nursing. And I designed the angle top surface to mimic if you were bringing one baby to breast in the bend of your arm. Your baby's body and head are coming to you, facing you. And so we also structured the pillow wide enough, high enough, you know, thick enough, and long enough on the front and particularly the side to support two babies simultaneously in the football hold position without mom having to cradle hold them. The top of the surface of the pillow does that work for her. The whole pillow straps around the mom so that it won't slip away from her and also includes a detachable back pillow for optimum lumbar support. But my most favorite part about our nursing pillow is that it's now eco-friendly. In 2009, we decided to resource alternative healthier materials to foam so we wouldn't have to include fire retardant chemicals. We now use EcoLoft, which is a virgin polyfiber that doesn't contain any fire retardant chemicals and it allows it to be hypoallergenic, non-toxic, and the healthiest choice in nursing pillows on the market. Our factory actually cuts the shape from one big block of fiber, so there are no toxic glues used in its production. 
We've also eliminated lead and small parts that might cause a choking hazard by replacing any snap zippers or the zipper pulls with washable Velcro. And we use beautiful quality plush fabrics, including organic cotton options for our pillow covers, which include a built-in privacy cover for discreet nursing anytime, anywhere, as the mom happens to be. And these nursing cover-ups that are built in the privacy cover are made of opaque mesh, which allows airflow and breathability for both mom and baby. And the privacy cover is detachable and fits inside its own pocket when not in use. And we've expanded our line to include a smaller version for nursing a singleton as well. The pillow line is now called San Diego Baby and San Diego Baby Twin. Very cool. It, you know, I, I use this when I teach. I teach a breastfeeding for multiples class, a prenatal one, um, actually here at the Birth Education Center where we record. And I always pull you out your nursing pillow to show moms it because, one, I mean, I just love the plushness of it. I mean, they're so soft. Um, but I consulted with the local um twins group here in San Diego and ask them which one their moms found was most helpful. And your pillow came up every single time. So it's so exciting to actually be able to meet you um, because we sure love it here in San Diego. Um, So where can our listeners find the Double Blessings Twin Pillow? Okay, we're online at doubleblessings.com. And we have distributors across the United States and Canada and also in Europe and Australia. And those distributors can be found at doubleblessings.com by clicking on the locations tab found at the top of the homepage. Or we can call 1-800-584-TWIN and we'll be happy to speak with anyone. Fantastic. Well, for all of our Boob Group listeners, um, Double Blessings and Sandy Clark are offering a promotional discount on all the Double Blessings pillows. And so all you have to do is go to the Double Blessings website and enter the coupon code SAVE15, and it will be good for $15 off any product on their site. So thank you so much, Sandy. I really appreciate it. And um, it was so nice meeting you. Thank you. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Today on The Boob Group, we're discussing scheduling and positioning when breastfeeding multiples. Our expert, Jonna Rose Feinberg, is an international board-certified lactation consultant in private practice in the Seattle area, the owner of Twins and Mind Consulting, and the editor of breastfeedingtwins.org. Thanks so much for joining us, Jonna, and welcome back to the show. Thank you. Well, sure. Um, Jonna, for a new mom of twins, what are some positioning options that she can try right from the start? Well, you know, any position is a good position if mom is comfortable and the babies are latching well. But I often suggest starting with a football or a clutch hold at first. In the early days, it really helps to be able to focus on each baby and be sure they're latching well. And this hold gives mom a good view of what's going on with the latch. And it makes it easy to add a second baby if she wants to tandem feed. And then each baby has their own space. Mom can still see what's going on with them. Um, And it's also good if mom has had a cesarean because it keeps the babies off her incision. But some moms like another position. They might like to be more reclined or laid back. Um, Or moms can nurse in a cradle hold and they can cross the baby's feet if they're feeding at the same time. So there are lots of options. Okay. And how do you find that these positions change over time? Well, you know, when when babies are smaller, uh, moms almost 
often find it comfortable to incorporate pillows or blankets or props to help get them positioned comfortably. And then as the babies grow, moms always adjust their positioning. So maybe they keep using their double football position, but they stretch the baby's legs up the back of the sofa, or they switch to a standard bed pillow and then have the babies rest alongside them. Um, And as babies get better head control and body stability, it's a lot easier to experiment with all sorts of other positions. So maybe mom is more reclined or maybe the whole family is more upright. So there are lots of options as they get bigger. And it's always good to keep changing things up when you need to so that everybody's still comfortable. Perfect. And you had mentioned props and pillows. So do you think that these can be helpful? And and what other items are helpful to have in this breastfeeding space? Well, I think a lot of moms find it really comfortable to use a pillow that's designed specifically for breastfeeding twins. So sometimes those pillows make sort of a U shape around the front of the mom and some other kinds of, of twin nursing pillows curve around from the back. But in either case, what you want is a pillow that's really supportive. You get back support for mom and then you get baby's position kind of close to where they need to be. Um, but when they're really little, you often need to add a rolled or folded blanket. I like those receiving blankets. Um, rolled up into a little bolster behind the baby's back or folded up under their head. Sometimes you just need to adjust the position to your own body, your specific babies to get everybody really comfortable. And then as they get bigger, you can adjust how you supplement your pillow or add some extra pillows behind your own back to get more room on the side just to keep everybody really comfortable. Perfect. And Andrea, you were nodding your head. So what what props did you use and, um, and how did you position your newborns in the beginning? Well, I really wanted to tandem feed and um, I had been lucky someone had passed on their twin nursing pillow and I took it with me to the hospital and I, you know, I had nursed my older singleton so I was very determined that I was going to do this and thought that I could and um, it was very frustrating. I really couldn't get it to work. And the person who had given me the pillow had even shown me how she did her setup on her couch. And um, unfortunately, it, I had a lot of challenges in the hospital because I had had a cesarean with the twins and using the nursing pillow was difficult to get upright. And um, so I, I nursed them singly. And then it wasn't until I actually had a lactation consultant come to the house that she helped me and I what ended up working for us for tandem nursing was using the entire couch and I would sit in the middle and one that I had a lot of challenges getting enough back support and getting the pillow back far enough and me forward enough so I had two diagonal pillows on the back of the couch two pillows under the nursing pillows and at least two to four blankets rolled up for (laughs) for the back and the head yep and, you know, once I could actually get them in there between about four to six months, we were good with tandem. And, of course, you want your remote control and your drink and, <laughs> and that yeah. stuff. You can never have too many pillows. If you think, like, I've amassed too many pillows over here by where I think I'm going to be nursing, no. You can never have too many. You'll always arrange, find another way to arrange them, and you'll need them for something sometimes. <laughs> How about you, Shelly? What was your positions like, and what type of props did you use? So I also got handed down <laughs> a nursing pillow that I brought to the hospital. Um, I was really lucky in that they never had any latching issues and really wasn't a problem finding a comfortable position. So in the hospital, I used the the giant twin nursing pillow with no real problems. Um, but when we got home after their initial weight drop, they wanted me to feed them one at a time to really kind of help them become more efficient. Um, so I used a single nursing pillow 
one at a time until they got kind of better at that. And then we switched back to the bigger twin nursing pillow. And it, it's funny, over time, in the beginning, it was like I had to be in one chair and it wedged in the side and my feet up and something behind me. And then a little later on, I moved to the couch. And then um, for a couple months, I nursed in my bed <laughs> with a like a chair pillow behind me. Um, and now I, I nurse them on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> because they're just so wiggly that I can't sit on anything or I'll lose one of them, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and that's a good point, too. So you both started off, you know, you did a little bit of single feeding, a little bit of double feeding, and really kind of moving into the simultaneous feeding. They probably didn't stay in those football holds though, the whole time. So where where did they move to? Shelly, where are you guys at right now so at nine months? At nine months, they... Um, if they're sleepy, I can tandem nurse in the football hold. I just lay them both down kind of on their backs, their feet kind of trail behind me, and they're fine. If they're not sleepy, one at a time only. And yeah. it's um, interesting. You're kind <laughs> they're, of the, they're you're, all you're over the drive-through snack bar. Um, <laughs> it's just that they are so interested in each other. Yeah. They, I mean, they grab and scratch and roll. And yeah, so um, one at a time, I kind of have to like set up a bunch of toys for, you know, Grayson and then hold Sawyer away. Um, and they still crawl and pull, and it, it's kind of—I mean, it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, cool, cool. How about you, Andrea? How did how did yours kind of move into different positions? Well, I'm remembering that around nine months, I think we had to give up tandem nursing. We had that issue that's come up that John talked about, where they would push off the couch, and I think oh, I, I even lost one over the side of the couch <laughs> while I was adjusting one, and that was probably meant that it was time to stop doing that. And um, so then I think I went back to, to doing them singly. And sometimes that was that was easier. And, you know, once you didn't need the pillows and things like that, it was uh, – I, I did a lot of walking around with a baby nursing uh-huh. that I – you know, because I had a, a two-year-old that I was also trying to <laughs> monitor. And so it was nice to be a little more um, mobile. Uh, and then typically also I would pump at least once in the morning. So I had a bottle for my outings for the day. And so sometimes I would – I never liked to double pump – so I felt too much like a cow <laughs> on a dairy machine. But so I would do one side and I would nurse one side. Uh-huh. So I could do a football hold on that one infant and hold the pump, pump on, on the on other. other yeah. Okay, very cool. Um, Jonna, if a mother is interested in simultaneously nursing her twins, how will she know that she's ready? You know, I think some of that comes down to the mom's choice and some of that comes down to how the babies are doing. So especially at the beginning, um, sometimes, sometimes babies are... They really need the focus, that concentrated effort of getting their last settled, and they just they really need a lot of hands-on support, and so sometimes it's just not a good time. But a lot of moms are ready to start feeding the babies together right away. Um, so if they're tandem feeding, it's a big time saver, and the babies can help each other out at breast, even when they're really little. So maybe there's a baby with a stronger suck, and that baby can help stimulate the letdown for maybe they're more mellow uh, siblings. Um, so, you know, it's kind of a, a little bit of a give and take in the early days until you figure out what works for you. Okay. And, and what tips do you have for latching and feeding two babies at the same time, especially in the early stages, I should say? In those really early days, like I was just saying, those sometimes you have one baby that's maybe doing a little bit, I don't want to say better, I don't like to rank them, but sometimes <laughs> they have a little bit of a stronger latch or they need a little bit less of that extra support. So. Sometimes uh, moms like to get that stronger nurser latched on first, and then they have, if you've used all of those props and everything, you might even have a free hand to help a baby that needs a little bit more assistance on the other side. Um, 
So if you're using the big nursing pillow, you can get them both onto the pillow, and then you can latch them one at a time. If you have extra hands around the first couple of times that you're feeding them at the same time, it's really great to have someone else who can bring the babies to you once you get settled into your nest with all of your pillows set up and your basket with your water. You know, you get all set up and then have somebody bring the babies to you and then be available to to take them away when you're finished. Lots of moms don't have help, so if you don't have help, it doesn't mean you can't do this. You might want to set up on someplace bigger. So maybe you want to be right in the middle of the bed the first couple of times. You want to be on the couch with room on either side of you or... I already had this mentioned, but lots of moms are like, I'm just going to sit on the floor. I know they can't go very far. Like nothing is, nobody's going to fall any place. It's got lots of room to spread out. And that gives you some space to get set up and get some reassurance as you get the hang of hand of nursing. Perfect. And ladies, did you have partner help in the beginning with this latching and positioning? And how did you transition over to being able to do it solely on your own? Andrea. My memory's a little hazy, <laughs> you know, and mostly, mostly my husband was following the the toddler. Yeah. So um, when I was tandem nursing, I would spread out on the whole couch, and part of my positioning was positioning the babies one on either side, and then lift them on and get them on. Um, mine were uh, born at thirty six weeks, so they were good weights, but they didn't. They had a little trouble with their latching, and um, so one of the things for me about latching was in the hospital the. Lactation consultant gave me a um, a nipple shield, which I had never used with my son and never thought I needed because I don't have inverted nipples, and um, that helped tremendously. I ended up using two, and actually I never got them off of them, which I tried a couple times, but it just was more trouble than it was yeah. worth, and once they got teeth, I was actually pretty happy about that. Yeah. It was fine, and uh, I never, you know, I used nipple shields for 26 months, so... Wow. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's a good prop to mention as well. <laughs> a good little tool. How about you, Shelly? So I also had a C-section. Um, so the first few weeks, it was just incredibly uncomfortable. And I had, um, my husband could only take a week off work. So luckily, my mom's a teacher and she's off during the summer. So as soon as he left for work, she would come over. And I remember around six weeks, I guess, when she was headed back to work, being terrified at the thought of trying to move two babies by, by myself. I mean, it was like... I couldn't even begin to imagine it, but then all of a sudden you just could, you know, and then it seemed like the easiest thing. Why would you even worry about it? But um, when they're brand new, it was really easy because we had one of those little like rocking bassinet things. And so you just pick one up and put the other one down and no problem because they stay right where you put them. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then as they were a little bit bigger and you know, rolling one way, the bed was great because I had all that room everywhere to kind of just, you know, pick one up and move one. And that worked great until they discovered they could roll in a row. (laughs) And then the bed didn't didn't work at all for us anymore. So that's how I ended up on the floor by myself. And it's, my husband works nights. um, So, and I am still nursing to sleep for naps and bedtime. And so I have to be, I mean, it's a little bit ridiculous to see me sitting on the floor with these 22 pound babies, just like trying to kind of like slowly put them in the crib, but it works, you know, and it's, um, it's the best position because that way I know they can't faller. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, fantastic. When we come back, Jonna will discuss the pros and cons of putting your twins on a feeding schedule. So we'll be right back. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters. And what do I even say other than hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
welcome back. Today we're talking about positioning and scheduling your breastfeeding twins with Jonna Rose Feinberg, who is an international board certified lactation consultant up in the Seattle area. So Jonna, what are some pros and cons for putting twins on a feeding schedule? You know, when there are two or more babies in the mix, it can really help maintain sanity to have them on the same schedule. In practice, that often means feeding both babies together when the first baby indicates that they're ready. So if you can keep the feedings on the same cycle, it'll help mom maximize the breaks between the feeding sessions and keep the babies aligned, not only for feeding, but for sleeping, which works really well for a lot of families, but might not be the best option for babies who have really different needs or for families who want more one-on-one time. And then some moms shift their babies to a slightly staggered schedule, so they feed one and then the other one right afterwards. And this works really well for moms who prefer that one-on-one feeding and might help with sleep if they prefer to put the babies down one at a time, but it also might not. It's one of those personalized things. And some families don't align their baby schedules at all. They want to let each baby dictate their own schedule. So they feed and sleep on their own schedules, which is great for meeting the needs of each baby as an individual, but it can be really, really exhausting. Yeah. (laughs) And that kind of leads into our next question. Um, So what are some ways to manage night feeding schedules? Well, so again, you know, there's a lot of variations. Some moms wake the second baby when the first one wakes and then they feed them together. Uh, Sometimes moms feed the first baby that wakes and then they wake up or dream feed the second baby to try to keep them lined up. And some moms, again, just want to feed each baby on demand throughout the night. There's no one right way to manage the feeding. Some moms who tandem feed during the day want to feed them one at a time at night. Some moms who feed them one at a time during the day want to tandem feed at night, (laughs) just however it works for them. Um, I will say most moms agree that that idea of never wake a sleeping baby, you have to let that go here. Because sometimes (laughs) it's really necessary to wake up a baby to nurse to keep them on track and to avoid having the second baby wake up just as you've finally gone back to sleep after feeding the first one. Absolutely. So most babies eventually, both babies will eventually stretch out their periods of sleep. But if one baby is never the one to wake up first and consistently nurses much less than the other, those might be signs that that baby could be ready for longer sleep stretches. And then that's maybe when you want to not wake that baby up and see what happens. Okay. That's great advice. Um, Jonna, do you think it's helpful to assign a baby to a breast throughout the day? Well, you know, again, here's one of those. You can do it this way or you can do it that way. I think in the early days, it's a really good idea to switch the babies around a lot. You want to make sure that you're getting enough breast stimulation. It helps build your supply, which is really, really critical with multiples. Once the babies have the hang of latching, some moms want to switch babies at breast every feeding. Some switch just once a day. And some moms end up just giving each baby a breast long term. Like, you're on this side, you're on this side, done. Um, I think as long as each baby is gaining well and each breast breast is producing well, you can find the pattern that works best for you. But if the babies are the milk production are not even, it's a good idea to vary things to make sure you get enough stimulation and both babies get enough milk. Um, If they're not switching sides regularly, you do want to try to vary the baby's nursing positions. You want to make sure that they don't spend all of their time in just one position because that can have an impact on neck muscles. It can impact their head shape a bit and it can impact their visual development. And this is probably not a surprise because I think we tell moms the same thing about switching a baby's position in their crib or on their changing table so that they can get a different view on the world. So it's the same idea. That's, I, you know what? I never even thought about that, but that's actually a really important point um, and a, a really good reason to advocate for kind of switching it up every once in a while. Um, ladies, did you create a feeding schedule for your twins and why or why not? 
How about you, Shelly? Definitely not. <laughs> um, so in the beginning, we had to do the triple feeding. And so by just by virtue of the fact that it's a really long, kind of exhausting process, anytime one baby looked even a little bit hungry, we just started the whole process for both of them. Um, and they they kind of got on it pretty easily. It seemed like even once I was back to just like nursing exclusively without the extra pumping and bottle feeding, they seemed to kind of be hungry around the same time. Um, I don't know if it's because we started that early on or because they're identical, but they still now kind of get hungry around the same time during the day. Um, so we had, it's just baby led when they looked hungry. I just fed them. Um, it worked for us. I know a lot of moms do like in every three hour schedule or strict schedule. It just didn't, it wasn't right for us. I'm not a schedule person. They don't seem to be either. (laughs) Um, with waking them up at night, once they started going longer stretches, I just let them sleep and I just fed the one that woke up, um, starting probably around seven or eight weeks. Um, now at nine months, I still just feed the one that wakes up and they wake up more now than they did when they were little because <laughs> the developmental <laughs> sleep regression. Um, but it just works better if one's up, I feed one. If they're both up, I feed both of them. And that's just kind of how it worked. With the switching sides, that was really important because um, Grayson, my baby A, he had um, a strong preference for turning his head to the left. Mm-hmm. And we were a little bit concerned about it. So it took kind of a lot of effort to make sure that I was switching sides um and now he you know you couldn't tell a difference but it was really important to us to make sure he was looking both directions and helping him kind of flex that other direction absolutely how about you Andrea what did do you remember put were your kids on kind of a feeding pattern that was similar did you wake one up when the other one woke up what did it look like for you uh, I remember doing both. I, I remember going through phases where, you know, I'd wake up one to make sure they both got fed and also um, also phases where I had one who had, one fell asleep easily, but then always woke and one had a terrible time going to sleep and then would sleep a much longer period. And uh, I remember a period where the one that would always wake, I'd go nurse her on the couch and just leave her to sleep in the couch for the rest of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Something else came up for me about that, and now I'm trying to remember in terms of, oh, putting them on a feeding schedule right away. I I had some challenges with that in the beginning because what I found is um, when my twins were born, my help was my husband and my mother who had taken time off of work. And every time I left the twins and went to do something with my son for five minutes, you know, or half an hour or something like that, it didn't even matter how brief the period of time was, I would come back and they would have given him a bottle of formula. (laughs) And I was so torn because, you know, if you leave someone with infant twins, you know, I didn't feel like I could say, well, you can't do that. Do I felt like you'd have to do whatever you have to do. Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't ever pump enough that I had reserves that I could always leave that. So I had a lot of challenges in getting my supply going and getting a schedule going. Once my mom went back to work and I had to take over, and also they were older and better at latching and things like that, that was easier and we would have a more consistent schedule. I think we had like an eight o'clock feed, an 11 o'clock feed, a two o'clock feed, a four o'clock, six o'clock, you know, if we could cluster feed yeah. to try for sleeping and things like that. But it was more consistent. And I, I don't remember too much of a problem except in the evenings as far as them being hungry at different times. Um, I also do remember at one point I had a, a milk blister. And so there were some issues about that in terms of making sure I switched positions and switching the twins because one Something about the latch would aggravate or not aggravate it or would be on one side or the other. But um, I don't know how people remember that. I remember when I was about to have twins, I had all these plans for how I was going <laughs> to... The middle 
row in this in the car seat we were gonna every time we went in the car we'd switch who was in the middle because the middle was safest and of course I couldn't re- you know I was putting <laughs> lanolin on my toothbrush I couldn't remember anything so I know one mama twins talked about you know marking your kids with, with pens on the diapers or you know sharpies or, or washable ink or whatever to keep track of that but it all goes out the window. <laughs> we actually painted their toenails. Did you? Because they're identical. Yeah. That's a really good point. One yeah. green and one blue. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Jonna, what did you do with your kids? You know, at the very beginning, I religiously switched them at every feeding, and I had a whole system. I had these bracelets. I think moms of singletons use them to figure out which side they're supposed to start on, but I had one on each wrist, and then I would swap them, and I would swap. It was this very convoluted thing because... I was really, really concerned about my supply, and then I ended up with an oversupply, and I ended up coming up with this totally different thing. I had to basically block feed them each on one breast for long periods of time, or else they just did weird things to my production. So in the end, like all of that careful planning, I, you know, I mean, you just have to do what works. I will say, though, I think whether you're feeding them, you know, this side, that side, switching them, scheduling them not, especially in those early days, I really suggest. Um, making notes when you feed the babies because you know it's a long-standing joke but there's so much merit in the story about like forgetting which baby you fed and then feeding the same baby twice like you're just so tired at the beginning that it really can happen so if you just kind of like have a little you know that little nursing log or diaper diary or whatever you have and just write down who nursed I don't care what side it was so much but like make sure you keep track of which baby you're feeding because I yeah it totally. can get a little, a little hazy there in the middle of the night in the early days. <laughs> that is some very good advice. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Jonna, for your insight into positioning and scheduling when breastfeeding twins. And uh, for our Boob Group Club members, our conversation will continue after the end of the show as Jonna will discuss tips for breastfeeding twins when in public. Uh, for more information about our Boob Group Club, please visit our website at theboobgroup.com. Before we wrap things up, here's Wendy Wright talking about breastfeeding tips for the working mom. Hi, Boob Group listeners. I'm Wendy Wright, an internationally board-certified lactation consultant and the owner of Lactation Navigation in Palo Alto, California. I'm here to answer some of your most common questions about returning to work as a breastfeeding mother, such as, why should I continue to breastfeed after I return to work? This is a great question and one that we get all the time. Um, The primary reason to continue to breastfeeding after returning to work is to provide the best nutrition for your baby. Also, by continuing to breastfeed after you return to work, um, and by that I mean pumping while you're at work and then breastfeeding while you're with your infant together, it does make it possible for you to continue to breastfeed on the weekends and evenings. Um, It's a great way to maintain a special closeness with your baby, even when you must be apart for work or for travel. Another reason to continue breastfeeding after you return to work is to save money. Um, Purchasing a can of formula every week to provide your infant can get very, very expensive. And um, by pumping your own breast milk while at work, you'll definitely see the financial impact for your family. Another nice reason to continue breastfeeding when you return to work is it does help you avoid some of the health risks associated with formula feeding, such as higher incidence of ear infections, higher incidence of respiratory infections, and in general, just an overall improved health for your infant with breast milk. 
And the last reason to continue that I'd just like to mention is that the American Academy of Pediatrics does recommend mothers and babies exclusively breastfeed for the first six months of life. In the United States, the average woman returns to work about six weeks after delivery of her child, and that definitely falls within the first six months of life. So by continuing to breastfeed after you're returning to work, you're providing the best health for you and your baby. Please remember to visit www.lactationnav.com for more great information about my business, Lactation Navigation. And be sure to listen to the Boob Group for fantastic conversations about breastfeeding and breastfeeding support. This wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to the Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expectant parents, and our show, Parent Savers, for moms and dads with newborns, infants, and toddlers. Thanks for listening to the Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.